Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Hunting season's finally here. September's ripping along. Hopefully, you burned some gunpowder. Got out there in the great outdoors and enjoyed a little bit of Mother Nature. God's creatures. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, home of the Big Honker Lodge and the Big Honker Podcast. Got some specials running in November. We've got some, uh, first, let's go early November, the first 14 days of November, weekday duck hunts, 250 for person lodging, breakfast, and a hunt. That's 250 for morning duck hunt. Need to have at least five people to do a hunt. Then we've got some hunts, some goose hunting available. First day I've got any kind of special will be 22nd and 23rd, which I believe is the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Call me for special rates. and need at least six people to book a hunt. That's 940-658-3172. Get on those. Those are some good dates. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Gun Dog Outdoors. Right now, you can save yourself 20% by using the promo code TRUMP2020 on the trauma kit. It is important. You need this trauma kit in your vehicle. You need one in your bags. It probably wouldn't hurt to have one at your house also. TRUMP2020 will save you 20%. And it might save your life. You could. Uh, first aid kit's or, very important. Or, or a family member. Hang or on your, Or your pooch. So jump all over this, 20% Trump 2020, or you can use a promo code Big Honker, and that is good for uh, any other thing from Gundog Outdoors. So they're trying to save you money. So go over to their site, gundogoutdoors.com, get everything you need to uh, take care of yourself and your dog. Great company, great products, great owner. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee, another promo code, also Trump 2020. Save yourself some money with Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it ain't duck. They got a high caffeine one for those days where you're dog ass tired. Put that bad boy in your coffee and uh, you'll be shitting like a fucking nutty squirrel. That's how you know it's good coffee. Is it the, the pooping content? Mm hmm. If it really gets you active, you got a good coffee. I drink, I drink a cup or two of Dirty Duck every morning. It's good stuff. Getting old helps me out. <coughs> like prune juice. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. And we are also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Get skinny, 2020. You don't need the big, bulky full bodies anymore. No, it's the way to go. You're skinny. It's easy to get in and out of the field. Big spreads, that's where it's at. Uh, Central Flyway, Midwest Pacific, it don't matter where you're going to hunt at. The, the, the more decoys you have, the better off you are. You can get so many more decoys with so much less work, and that's DiveBombIndustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth, copper-plated, hits like a freight train. We've been uh, shooting those at Teal down here. Oof. It only takes one. I do feel bad for those little guys because it just wrecks them. Just wrecks them. Folks, you better get on the boss train pretty quick. Uh, rumor is might be going to be a shortage of shotgun shells this year. Yeah. They might be the only company out there that's really producing any. So The fucking Rona. Get on the boss BossShotShells.com, or you can uh, you can message them, call them up. They can tell you everything that you need. We had a guy message us. He was shooting uh, shooting cranes with the 20-gauge, wanted to know what he needed. Boss had an answer, of course. Yep, they take care of you. Holler, holler at Meg over at Boss. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. They got a call for everything up there. PacificCustomCalls.com. Uh, lesser Calls. Big Geese Calls. They got a new crane call coming out. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know when it's coming out. I've, I've seen them teasing it, so it'll be out here pretty soon. They're reworking their uh, their guts on the on the goose calls, so be sure pay attention to what they got going on up there. They got a lot of cool shit. 
at PacificCustomCalls.com. We're also brought to you by Foul Bandits. Apparel. Swag that you need for this upcoming hunting season. FoulBandits.com. They got shirts, hats, hoodies. They can do decals. Uh, they can do decals for your trailer. Got a lot of cool stuff over there at FoulBandits.com. Um, outfit yourself. Treat yourself. Look the part. Look good. You got to get look good in the parking lot. You got to look good. Play good. FoulBandits.com. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck. The Lucky Duck spinners are the way to go. I use uh, I use the Dove. Use the Dove quite a bit in September. Not only do I use them for my dove hunts, but I also use them for my teal hunts. In my mind, they got like a faster wing beat. I don't know if that's true or not, but... The teal of them. The, the teal usually like it, so that's what we use. LuckyDuck.com. Uh, also, the 2x4. Hunting season's coming up. You're going to need that 2x4. Hunt the edge. Get the eyes off of you as much as you can. That's why I like it. Hunt the edge. And they can fit four grown men. I get that question a lot. How many guys can it fit? Four. Can fit four big ass men in the in the Lucky Duck two by four. So go to luckyduck.com, get some of their stuff headed your way. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club and the Looking Glass Podcast. Uh, we just completed a giveaway with them. Six people out here at the Big Honker Lodge last weekend in September for a dove hunt. Logan Pyatt and Rebel put on a hell of a show over there. So you can listen to their podcast wherever you listen to ours. If you're uh, a bourbon drinker, you better jump on board. They get a bourbon review they do every week. Yeah, yeah. I think when when do the, their their podcast release every Thursday? I believe. Yes. So you can look for it at the at the end of the week. <coughs> Pull you through the mid the end of the week blues that you might be going through. Uh, Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. I think that's what it's called. Type it in, you'll find it. We're also brought to you by Fourteen Cattle Company. Grass fed beef, meet the difference. Ship straight to your door. You can get a whole beef, half beef, whatever you want. All grass fed, all natural. You don't have to go to the store, worry about the Rona. You can just get on your you can get on your iPad and order you a side of beef like nothing. 14cattlecompany.com. Uh, you can check out everything. We just we just completed our kill list. It should be here uh, in the next couple of days. Excited to see. I'm excited to taste the difference. 14 Cattle Company. We're also brought to you by J2 Outdoors. We got a little promo code for y'all. 10% off of everything. The promo code is Big Honker. Big Honker will save you 10% off of the Ice Ripper. They got a brand new one with a badass motor on it. Open up your ice hole. Keep water open. It's the best bait in the world whenever everything's locking up. Uh, J2OutdoorsLLC.com. You can go check out everything that they got going on over there. They've got a, a motor Ice Ripper, and they've also got uh, one that you plug in. So take your pick. But use the promo code Big Honker. Save yourself 10%. Last but not least, we're brought to you by William and Chris Wines. Texas wine made there in high Texas with the one and only Chris Brundrick. Good people over there. Uh, I know that they are really excited to get their vineyards back open whenever they can. But in the meantime, you can find their wines at all the fancy supermarkets. Whole Foods, Central Markets, Paper or Plastic. They got William and Chris wine right there. Get the skeleton key. We're having steak tonight here at the lodge. I will be having me a nice glass of skeleton key. WilliamandChrisWines.com. That is all of our great sponsors. Be sure to check them out. They do a lot for this show, so hopefully you're doing a lot for them. Show some love. 
All right, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by good friend uh, Steve Barber. He's more like family. Uh, he's out here dove hunting, dove and teal hunting with us right now, and we get him on the podcast. Episodes like this, I mean, we just love our we love our guys that are out here, guys that we see every year around this time, and uh, Steve's one of them. Always a great time to have him on the podcast. He's got so many stories. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. Here he is, Steve Barber. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. This podcast brought to you by Pacific Game Calls. On, with us today, well, go ahead and introduce yourself. No, no, no. Fuck you. You don't want to introduce me, then that's, <laughs> then, then that's just fine. We can just do it however you want to do it. Our good friend, great friend, family. Really, I wish you were part of the family because you are like family. Uh, Steve Barber's with us today. Steven, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm in Knox City, Texas. But you don't call him Steven. No, don't call me Steven. That's what Craig's been calling you, your brother. Well, that's real, my real name, and everybody calls me Steve, so. You know. His ex-wife called him Steven. <laughs> we found out a little bit about her today. Your practice <laughs> wife. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, let's, your brother. Your brother just starts more shit, don't he? Oh, my brother. My brother. My brother. Everybody needs a brother like my. I've got. You know, it's. What were y'all like growing up? The same thing there now, I bet you. Uh, well, when you were at, how, when you were at home with your parents. Uh, we were kind of different. I was into, uh, I started playing golf when I was eight years old, and Craig was more the FFA mm-hmm. type. So he was the fat kid with no friends? No, Craig was Craig was always skinny, real skinny. But What happened always, to him? Uh, he's on a seafood diet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was into the... To the raising the pigs and the horton, uh, pigs and the cows and the chickens and that kind of stuff, and it wasn't that we had property, but he was he was in the FFA at Jacksonville High School. So, did y'all squabble a lot? No, because y'all bicker back and forth quite a bit out here. Oh, that's out of, that's out of uh, Craig. And I love each other to death, and it's just it's just part of the landscape. He picks at me, and I pick at him. But he picks at you better than you pick at him because there's no boundaries with you. He'll pick on you about anything. Well, You're nicer than he is. Well, I'm I, I'm a nicer picker. You have more. <laughs> you have a little more cooth. Michelle said today when y'all were all for at the lodge today, we've got Steve and about twenty of his buddies have been up here and listening to them talk and tell stories. It kind of makes me jealous that me and some of my old friends can't all get together like that. Yeah. Because well, when y'all get together, it's just like you'd never been away apart. Well, most a lot of these guys are are good friends, but a lot of them are uh, customers that I've been bringing up here for a long time, and and they're kind of like family. We've known each other so long, and in our business, you have relationships, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And everybody kind of lets their hair down, and uh, t- at times people step over the line, but everybody accepts it and moves on. You're yeah. Well, you're usually the one that steps over the line, so only when you're drunk. 
Nah. <laughs> you ain't ever seen him drunk. You ain't seen me your, drunk. Your buddy. <laughs> your buddy's a little uh, drunk today. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he pulled a good one last night and uh but he's okay. He'll get over it. He's taking a nap now. So oh, did he finally go to bed? He finally He might not wake up. He may not wake up. We, you know, went, we went through the list of everything that he drank last night. It was a whole lot of beer, bourbon, rumples rumples rumple uh, mints. Rumple mints. I didn't even know they made that shit still. Oof. And uh Wine, red, red wine. Red wine. Yeah. Can you imagine that shit sitting in your stomach? He told me last night at 9.30, he goes, I'm going to bed, Jeff. I said, all right, good night, John. I'll see you later. And somebody had red wine, and they stopped. It stopped him in dead in his tracks. Well, hell, I think I'll have me a glass of wine. <laughs> and he went to bed at 3.30. I got here at 6-something this morning, and Craig was up. And I said, where's Snell at? He goes, shit, he's still in bed. He goes, hell, he stayed up all night with them guys. It's like, ooh, that's a bad yeah. day. Uh, Craig got to make breakfast with us at, I think, 4.30. So, Craig's an early riser like I am. He is. And, so. But anyways, Michelle was in there listening to y'all just tell stories on each other, which were really some good stories. And Michelle goes, I bet their mom drank a lot. No, mom never drank. <laughs> my mother never Maybe drank. Maybe she was a secret drinker then. <laughs> she, my mother. She was drinking that cooking wine whenever <laughs> she was at, at the stove. I tell you about our childhood. My daddy, there was five of us, and and a mother – so there were seven in the household, and my dad had a really good job, good education. He went to school at North Texas, went to the war, and came back and went to work at a savings and loan there, which now they all called banks. But uh, he didn't have the money to spend on booze when he had five kids to feed, and we didn't grow up. He would, he he was a big baseball fan, and he would watch Saturday baseball games with Dizzy Dean and. Uh, Andy has no idea who these people are. Dizzy Dean and Stan uh, Musial. No, it's uh, Jack Buck. Mm, no, Dizzy Dean and Yogi Berra. No, he was a pl- he was a, well. He, Yogi Berra was a player, but Mickey was, Mantle. No, I'll think about it. But anyway, uh, that's the guy who got in trouble for saying kissing him on the balls. <laughs> Dizzy <laughs> Dean was calling a game and. He goes, Dizzy, I got it figured out. He goes, what is it? He goes, well, she's ki- he's kissing her on the strikes, and she's kissing him on the balls, and they, <laughs> they fired him for that. Uh, I can't remember the guy. Anyway, he would buy – he would – and Falstaff Beer was a big supporter or advertiser on Saturday Game of the Week. And my dad would buy a uh, six-pack of Falstaff about once a month. And back then, we my mother used to buy orange juice and concentrate for him and Little cans. I remember steel, those. Steel cans and cut the top of them off. And that's what we drank out of when we were playing outside and doing whatever. Had our initial on the bottom of it. And uh, my dad would pop a fall staff Saturday afternoon after lunch. And uh, we'd run up to him and say, can we taste it? And he'd, <laughs> he'd flip that beer and put maybe a half a teaspoon in there. We thought that was the neatest thing <laughs> in the world. But we didn't grow up in a family that that uh, he he didn't drink he he liked later in years he started drinking wine and he had he was pretty regimented and he would have on monday wednesday and friday he'd have two glasses of red wine and on tuesday thursday and saturday he'd drink two glasses of white wine and wouldn't drink on sunday but that was after he was 60 years old and your mom never drank uh not that i not that i remember uh-uh. no was your sister was she older than you or younger she was she was in the middle. She was older than me. Okay. You and Craig are the babies. There was Lincoln, Bruce, Jenny, 
me and Craig. Craig's the baby. Yeah, and Lincoln's the one that passed, got killed in Vietnam. Yep, when he was 25. And then it was you and him. And you and Lincoln were tight, though. Right. Lincoln was my favorite. And then and Craig is is the youngest, and yeah, you, he's you're the above Craig. Uh, I'm I'm a, a 14, 14 or 15 months older than Craig. Was Craig spoiled more than anybody else was in the family? Pretty much. He was. Uh, he lived at home for a long, long time. Uh-oh. He went from uh, – he was going to college – and I think he lived at home even while he was going to Stephen F. Austin. And then he, he and Lana got married right after. He so he went from living with Mama to living with Lana. Right. Yeah, I think that's And boy, I he mean. has no clue, does he? No. And I, I <laughs> went to the Navy. And he gives you shit. Oh, I went to the Navy three days after I graduated from high school. So it was, uh, it, it was a different path that we took. Well, he's never been to a Puerto Rican whorehouse like you have. I will not answer that. You stole the sign there. No, that was in a bar. Oh, okay. Excuse me, not the whorehouse. No, no. Oh, we have a whorehouse story no, then coming. No, I can no, tell no, that. No, no whorehouses. Steve, now got, you're, you're lying. Got, got caught stealing a beer sign out of a, a bar in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And they me come and, to your boat and got you off? Me and a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine from Chicago named Larry Stricker. I, I stole a, Bud, a lighted Budweiser sign and he sold he stole, uh, I, I don't remember, but they woke us up about 3 o'clock and said, who got the signs? Said, oh, this one? Is this yeah. one you're talking about? <laughs> said, yeah, we need to take them both back or they're going to file charges for theft. So we took them back. Did you have fun in the Navy? Yes, yeah, saw a lot of the world. Uh, I think everybody needs to experience that. I think it would make our country a whole lot better than it yeah. is right now if young people went to the military. Yeah, I, th I think it Everybody needs to serve a couple of years. How long were you? Did you do four years? I was I was signed up for four years, but got it early out in 1970, when they were cutting the defense budget. So oh. I spent a little over two years. Where uh, all did you go to? Mostly the Caribbean and North Atlantic. And Serving in the Bahamas not really yeah. a tough deal. Well, my brother had gotten killed, but in he Nam. still did. I no, mean, no, I know. Yeah. I'm not knocking that. I'm and, just saying. And uh, we went to Canada a couple of times. Uh, but I had a choice of not going because my brother had been killed. They had a bill in Congress like Sir right. last or Soul Surviving Son that applied to all of all your immediate family. And I said, I don't know what what I want to do, so I'll I'll go ahead and get it over with. And you know, Steve done a hell of a job because you have you heard one time about the Battle of the Bahamas? Uh -uh, See, no. that's because Stephen had done so good. Them fuckers wouldn't fuck with us <laughs> while he was there. <laughs> but it was it was an experience to a lot of the world that I never would have seen Where, otherwise. Did you go to all the islands in the Caribbean? Just about, but most of it most of it was Guantanamo Bay. That's what that would be interesting. Got a naval base down there. Did you get to go into Cuba at all, or did y'all stay stay right on that base? Stayed on the base, and uh, after that, I went back to uh, after I got out, I went to Haiti. Uh, I went to Haiti was we went to Liberty we took Liberty in Haiti while we were down there I would like to go to Havana that's that's one of my bucket list places I'd like to go to Cuba I'd like to go see the old I don't I think, think you can think now, it, can you? I think they've got it cut off again now they uh, opened it up for a while yeah Obama opened it up for a while but I think it's cut off now me and Michelle were going to go I tried to buy tickets I couldn't find a, I couldn't get airplane tickets in and I couldn't oh. get a hotel or I would love to go I would love to see Cuba the old well, cars, think, all the old yeah, shit. Well, we when we went in 1968, when we went to, we we went to Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and there had not been an American ship in in that port for years, 
and oh, was that part? I didn't know that. Was that communist part? No, or just fucking it's, just, it's a just a shithole? Just a shithole. Uh, and the island people swam out ten or twelve miles to meet the ship. Son of a bitch! Some fucking swimmers. And they were they they wanted cigarettes, American cigarettes, and you could get. You could get, I, and I've got a mahogany statue that I traded a pack of cigarettes for a statue. <laughs> Just the dick, the dick one that you. No, 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 no. You no. told us that one though. You had one. A what? What's the You're, What's the penis thing? You had a you penis got. thing. You said my daddy brought that back from Sicily. Okay, okay, I knew it was somewhere. It I was know. a flying penis that signified a whorehouse, and it was a miniature model, and I've got it in my jewelry box, and it's gold plated. <laughs> it's a gold-plated penis. <laughs> it's gold-plated, and it, that was... It signifies a whorehouse? That's what it did over in World War II. <laughs> if you Whoa. saw a flying penis, then that was the place to go. I guess. My daddy used to tell a story about being in Sicily, and the GIs would get drunk in the Leaning Tower of Pisa. He said they'd get drunk two or three times a week, and they'd get a bunch of them together, and they were going to go push that building straight. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's it was uh, the so the, go back to Haiti. So you go to Haiti and you got a mahogany what now? I got a statue for two packs of cigarettes, and what you did, you took a line, a heaving line, and you tied the cigarettes on it. Excuse me, you you sent the heaving line down, and they would tie the statue on the heaving line, and then you'd lower the other side with the cigarettes, and when it got close to it, they'd pop that line, and those cigarettes would fall out, and they they were happy. They'd swim back to shore or get as many as they could. How the fuck were they swimming with cigarettes? Because, they probably had a sack or something. Listen to this. This is the reason I said this. I was in Jamaica one time, and we was on a floating pad 100, 100 yards off the coast. You know, them little float pads? Mm-hmm. Be a bunch of people, you know, laid out there, a bunch of topless chicks and shit. And you'd look up, and here comes some fucker with fucking afro and dreadlocks and shit swimming by, and they'd have a tennis ball can, and they were selling fucking dope that way. My friend came to me and goes, would you like some ganja mine? It's like, motherfucker, I still got penicillin for that shit. I don't want to catch any of that crap. But they would, that's how they, then that's what they were doing. But these fuckers would swim out 12 miles. Oh, it, it, you couldn't believe it. You couldn't even see land at 12 miles hardly. No, but you you could hear them hollering. Somebody said, what's that? It's somebody in the water. And they took the big spotlight and well, there were 50 of them. At nighttime? Yeah. I'd be worried about shark eating my ass. Four o'clock in the morning. Well, they didn't have anything anyway, so why, why not take the ch- chance? We went on, we went took liberty on Haiti and we we got a taxi this was in 1968 got a taxi for the day for 10 bucks there was four of them okay it was a 1955 Ford Fairlane station wagon in 1968 well, what the hell were you going to see in Haiti what was there I mean I would like just, to go but just, I mean there's not much going on there then. There was something going on with the ship, or the ship was donating something or giving something to the people. But we stayed for a couple. Of, we stayed for a couple of days and and had not had an, a naval ship in there for years. Any hot Haitian chicks? Didn't look. Now is, ha- is Haiti and the Dominican on the same yes. island? Yes, you've you been there. Yeah. yeah, so I've been to the Dominican. Yeah, my daughter that lives in uh, New York City went to Haiti after the. Catastrophe uh, in the last four or five years because one of her friends adopted a baby from Haiti, and I said, "What are you going to Haiti for when there's hundreds of thousands of kids yeah, right here?" Right in New York City. Yeah. Well, it's easier to get possession of a kid in Haiti, and it's less expensive, and there's not as much red tape. 
And she said it was awful. She said, she said those people don't have anything to do. You know, she's a liberal, too. You'd think all that liberal money that they've given them would have helped them by now. Well, I don't know how much of that money that I don't think none of it's George W. Bush and Bill Clinton raised for Haiti, how much of it got there? It's probably all in Crawford, Texas. Well, I don't, I'm not a, I voted for W, but. I'm embarrassed that he's from Texas. Awful president. Yes, very bad. Terrible president. Um, so, you went to Haiti. Did you go to Tortugas ever? Mm-mm. Aruba? I've been to Aruba since then. That's a that's a pretty neat island. Carousel? No. Been to uh, St. Thomas, uh, Barbados, San Juan, Haiti, Dominican, Aruba. Uh, yeah, you've been to Cuba. And, been Jama- to Cuba. and Jamaica? Been to Jamaica. Did not like Jamaica. Jamaica Why? is the prettiest place I've ever been. Oh, Montego like being, Bay's pretty. But it's like being in the freaking ghetto. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's a, it's salt water and pretty in the ghetto. Yeah. Really? If you took the inner city of Cleveland, Ohio, and or Detroit or Baltimore, the biggest shithole of the world, or in the United States, and you stuck that motherfucker on the prettiest island in the middle of the Tahiti, that would be Jamaica. Yeah. But do they have crime like? Fuck yeah, they got crime. Like shooting and shit? Everything. Stabbing, shootings, everything. As a matter of fact. So Jamaica's not a safe place. I'm, I'm, no. Jesse wants to go to Jamaica. Well, she go talks to, about go Jamaica. To, go to an all inclusive. And don't leave. And don't leave. When I, we were at Montego Bay, a guy got stabbed there oh, at, at the freaking at the market. We, uh, St. Thomas, St. Thomas is nice. That's Bar- in the Virgin Islands, though, yeah. right? And that's Bar- the U.S. Bar- Barbados is nice. And St. Thomas is a U.S. Virgin Island, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's your safe. It's in America. My oldest grandson, his dad was telling me yesterday, Jacob lives in Austin, going going to school online. His dad's here now, his Lance. Dad, yeah, Lance is here with us. Uh, I asked, we were talking this morning about his apartment, and he's got a friend that is rooming with him from Cedar Hill or somewhere over around Mansfield. They were kids growing up in Boy Scouts together. And I said, is... I kind of sort of know where he lives. I said, is that a good neighborhood? And he said, right behind it is Tent City. Mm. He said, the homeless people are everywhere. And yeah, they're said, fucking everything up. I said, what? He, I said, were they looking at price? And he said, well, probably. They they found a, he said, the apartments are old, but it's it fit their budget. And uh, How old is he, 21? Jacob just turned 21. If it fits in a 21-year-old kid's budget in Austin, Texas, it's, it's a shithole. That's true. Unless it's mom and dad's budget. No, I think they're paying uh, about $900 a month. That's a shithole probably in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, it's, but, you know. Have that, you been to Austin recently since all this homeless shit and everything in going, the last I'm six going, months? No, I'm going down uh, Rick Lives and Bee Cave. You're not going to fucking Austin. You're going to live in the Rich Hills. Well, this we're, going, a break. we're going to Bee Cave. And we're going to the 29th of this month. Steve goes down I've heard to, it's just, it's. You wouldn't believe Austin. Well, I hadn't been down that downtown Austin in years. Don't plan I, on it either, do you? I, no, I used to go to. Uh, it was a bit. I used to go to the. I like to go to the, to the. Uh, what do you call it? The store there on on the campus. Uh, Place that sells weed. No, 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 no. The, the Texas U- is the university old, store. Yeah, the you pro know. shop or whatever you want to call it. Well, it's but it's it's a neat it's a neat store. It's got all kinds of mm-hmm. other than Texas paraphernalia. It's got a, it all. It's got all, all a lot of other stuff in there. Uh, Just a Austin, Texas place. Yeah, Austin used to be a really nice place to go. Boy, it's not no more. They say. 
I've got a lot of friends that live in Austin that are trying to get the hell out. They want to now they want to live where Rick does up in the hills, but a lot of them can't afford that. But they want to live in the night, you know, sure. move 50 miles outside of Austin. Well, you got Spicewood, you got all kinds of places that are exploding. Of course, Tesla's moving down there to build that truck. Everybody from California is moving to Austin. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's becoming the new Austin. It's gonna fuck up, uh, I hope it don't. Fuck up Texas. I hope it don't, but it probably will. There's a reason that they left California, and they're bringing that shit here. Well, Donald, y'all didn't know, if you didn't know it, Donald Trump's burning up California. I just read that on my phone. Yeah, he's the one that's setting the fires. Yeah, they're blaming Tony, that's no good. California, they're blaming it on Donald Trump. And it's all their own. I mean, they don't don't get rid of any, uh, they don't don't get rid of any of the underbrush that's already fallen. They don't clear their dead wood. So, of course, it's going to burn like that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's Trump's fault. Anyway. Well, hey, I'm going to change the subject real quick. I know you don't watch Netflix, but do you watch TV? Have you ever been to Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, Texas? No, but Craig has. That doesn't surprise me. He's eater. <laughs> well, Craig like Craig, Craig and Lana will just, one day he'll get up and he'll say, let's drive to Taylor, Texas, and have barbecue, have lunch. And they'll drive down and eat at a barbecue place, turn around and drive home. Well, I watched this, this show on Netflix called Chef's Table Barbecue. A guy that's, and I can't remember who told me about it. I think it was Matt that's on our podcast page was telling me about this Snow's Barbecue. It's on Netflix. And it's, a sh- it's called Chef's, barbecue, ta- Chef's Table Barbecue. And there's a lady that's 85 years old named, I want to say Hootie, but Tootie. Tootie. So you know about her. I, well, I've heard of you Snow's Texas Barbecue. Monthly. They won the, the number right. one Texas barbecue deal. Really? And they openly they won number they got number one like seven eight years ago. Okay. They're only open on Saturdays, and that people wait in line four and five hours. Well, now and see, they run out every day. Yeah. The supposedly, and I don't know if he still is, but Franklin's is supposed to be the best yeah. barbecue. Well, that I'm not, and it's another okay. six hour wait. I'm not arguing about either one of them. I'm right. just saying that this lady. They only work on Saturdays. She's 85 years old. She uh, works for, God, what school district is it down there? She works as a maintenance lady at the school, and I can't remember the name of that town right down there. I've heard it a thousand times next to Lexington. Anyways, but she works there at this Snow's Barbecue and goes in about 3 in the morning. And she's a pit master there and has it. And it's really, it's a very, it's a very interesting show. Huh. But someone said you, can, you can't, right now they don't have in dining, I guess. You have to no. eat and That's order right. it. But but someone was saying it was expensive as hell to get a six pound barbecue. Was, six pound brisket was a hundred dollars or something. Huh. Uh, do you know anybody that's been to Aaron's or Franklin's? Uh, Franklin's. I'm sorry, it's Aaron Franklin. Rick's been there. He has, but I have not. Giddings, Texas, is where she works. At. Is it? Wor- did Rick say if it was? It's good. He said it's it's best he's ever eaten. But there's there's a lot of good barbecue places in that part of the country. You it's got, like Blacks. I've eaten Blacks at Blacks. Is, Blacks is good. I've eaten uh, at Blacks and I've eaten another one there. Yeah, one's well, wet and one's dry. There's a there's a barbecue place in Crescent, C R E S S O N, which is between South Fort Worth and Granbury, in a Texaco station called uh, Barbecue on the Brazos. Do they sell ribs? Yes. See, that's, that's what I want. I don't. I'm not a brisket eater. I, I'd rather have ribs. Well, but that's how you that's how you test barbecue, is eating the brisket. But this stuff is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. What the fuck's he running off to? Um, <clears throat> I would like to do... We don't ever have any reason to go to Austin. So I don't know if I'll ever get to do Franklin's. But it's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I want to wait six hours to I sit in line for a brisket. I ain't going to wait six hours on anything. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, that's tough to wait. 
on something, you know, I say I'm not going to. Well, it's, I wonder if you get it, it catered. That'd be a way to go. Probably well, I think I think you can. Uh, I think you can order that stuff out. Mm-hmm. I'll ask. I'll ask Rick about it. But it's it's supposed to. Really or what did he do? Did he say if he waited in line? No, he, they had they had some they had a meeting or something, and somebody made arrangements to go by and pick something up. They pre-ordered it for a certain day, mm-hmm. and a certain time they had to pick it up. It says here Tuesday to Sunday. 11 until sold out, usually 2 or 3 p.m. Right. That's it. Well, see, most of your most of your good barbecue places, like the one in Crescent, yeah. he, cooks, he cooks with natural gas and hickory smoke and rotisserie on his – he's got a – he doesn't have a pit inside. He's got a cook trailer outside. It's huge. He cooks all his stuff out there. And he cooks so much meat a day, and he start he op- he has a breakfast menu where people, oil field people, and that they eat breakfast tacos and they put barbecue and that kind of stuff in it. But he's usually he's usually done by no later than three. He's usually out by two. Th- it's a long fucking day. Yeah, well, all that stuff cooks at night. He goes there. Right. He goes there at three o'clock in the morning, takes everything off and wraps it. And puts it in a warmer inside, and he opens up, and then his wife and son come in there at about ten, and Johnny goes home and takes a nap because Johnny's about sixty-two or sixty-three. He goes home, takes a nap, and he'll come back about twelve thirty or one and help him finish out the day. I just I like barbecue, but I like ribs. Oh yeah, I love ham. I like turkey. Yeah. And I like chicken. I'm just not a big I'm not a big brisket eater. He all he does it. He does brisket, ribs, turkey, and sausage. See, I'm not in on sausage either. We had a guy do some ribs up here that a Rory Deal. They uh, dove hunt with us, and it was really. Did you have any of them ribs? I did not. They were very good. Did you sausage. see how they did it? They had vinegar or something in them. They were good. No, they had uh, like a one of those big barrels, big trash barrels, like we have, and they turned that into their smoker. Huh? Put charcoal in the bottom, and then put a grill over the or a grate over the top, and then. Had a lid. You mean it's just like a just a trash can, not, nothing modified or even really. Uh, they had a they had a place where, so they could put the charcoal, and then they had a place just drilled from the outside where they set that grate down, and then just smokes. So the lid has holes all in it. And it just smokes like oh, a regular was smoker. Good. They, the, the ribs were damn good, huh. but they kind of were vinegary or something. They weren't. Well, you got all kinds of. I don't like dry rub ribs. People, people. No, I like. Well, I like. I like moist ribs. Yeah, have you been to the Rendezvous in Memphis? Uh-uh. It's world it's supposed to have the best ones, and I didn't. They were they were dry, and I didn't care. Well, and, and I, this guy has a real good sauce, and I don't like people. I don't like these pitmasters to put barbecue sauce on ribs while they're on the grill. I want to put it on there myself. I watched that um, barbecue pitmasters or whatever it is on there, and I enjoy it. There's a big black guy on there I really like. I think his name is Myron. Maybe wears overalls and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a white guy on there. It's a real douchebag that runs it all the time. He's a world champion all the time. There's a guy from Texas named Tr- Johnny Triggers, maybe. Johnny Triggers. He's from down where you live. I don't huh. know if he lives in the high-dollar estate of a calm plantation like oh, you do. Oh, please. And you're moving down. You're fixing, to, you're fixing to sell the big, big, big castle and buy you in the smaller one? I hadn't got a big, big, big castle. It's just too much square footage for me and my bride. Well, I understand that. You're getting old, Steve. 
Well, hell, I'm 70. I, I know. It's been fun. It's like Bob Legg told you in there a while ago. I'm right with the Lord. I know the Lord. I raise hell and drink too much wine and have a good time. But I'm good with, if I die today, it's been fun. I've never seen you drink too much wine, so you drink too much rich and rare once. Yeah, that's, that's Bob. <laughs> that was a Bob Hood uh, influence. Sure miss old Bob. You have, any, you have any wine for tonight? No, but Bob brought some. You know, Michelle will probably bring some uh, William and Chris. The, that's fine. The that's fine. skeleton key. That's She's fine. Our go-to. You know, I've, I've thought a lot about Dad this last couple of days because this was Dad's group, you guys being here. Oh, yeah. And he would have really, really, really enjoyed that. He would have got on to me last night for them getting on to you so bad. He, he always would be like, y'all need to take it loose. <laughs> <I know> Steve. <laughs> well, it's like Tony. Kathy told me that Tony posted. I don't do Facebook, so Kathy tells me what y'all are all friends with her, and she sees posts. And I apologize for anything I've said that's offended. No. Tony made a posted something. September the 1st, mm-hmm. he said, I got up and made the short drive to the lodge and walked in, and Dad wasn't sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he said he was always watching the, the cuties on Fox News, <laughs> and he said, it's going to be different, and yeah. it is. Yeah, we, we were talking about that this morning. Uh, Andy said something about, oh, John Hayes said, I'm sorry to hear about your grandfather. And he said, yeah. He was kind of like a encyclopedia. We, you know, we could pick his brains about things. There's yeah. been a lot of things that I was going to ask Dad last month or so. The Dad's not there to ask. So anybody out there that's got a Dad that's still around, and they can be a pain in your ass because yeah. they are. Enjoy them because once they check hit that time clock for the last time, they ain't coming back. Nope. And it's uh, well, hell, I talk to him every day, and I miss. You miss oh, talking to him. And I won't take his phone number off my cell phone. So, anyway, let's move on. To I started to call it the other day. He, Jeff got a call from <laughs> Verizon about yeah. a week ago. He's like, Mr. Stanfield? I was like, yeah. <laughs> ready to chew his ass. He's like, uh, hold on just a minute. He's like, uh, Mr. Stanfield, uh, we haven't gotten a payment on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I paid y'all 10 days ago or something. I'm getting on my computer looking up. I know the fucking my check cleared from them. I pay them online. And they go, uh, no, Mr. Stanfield, we ain't had a payment from you since uh, June 3rd or something. <laughs> I go, what? I go, what number? Uh, this is Ronald F. Stanfield. I said, oh, I said, uh, he ain't going to pay his bill anymore. Excuse me? I said, he passed away. And then, boy, the lady was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, that's okay, ma'am. I got a, I got an email from Bob Hood. <laughs> A year after he died, uh-huh. and it kind of pisses you off that people yeah. buy those old email addresses, and they're trying to sell you something. Yeah, we'll call one one eight hundred God, and maybe you can talk to him. <laughs> Jeff but, got one from Ron yeah, Facebook message. Dad messaged me on Facebook the other day. I was like, "Hey, Dad, how?" Are you? He's like, "How are you doing?" I said, "Oh, doing good, Dad. How are you?" I said, uh, "How's Jesus doing?" <laughs> what the hell? I mean, you can't. What are you gonna say? Right. I don't. I, Dad's in a lot better place. This sure. has probably been easier for us, and it has a lot of customers because I've had a lot of people come in. If you know, I had a guy send me a check today for the scholarship deal, and he was apologizing. I just found out recently, and I was like, it's, "Well, it's not the end of the." I mean, it's, he, it uh, is. Dad lived his life, and he had he had a, he had a bunch of good friends. He yeah. touched a lot of lives, and uh, a lot of people came out here just because he was here. And like I told Dad before he died, I said, "You know what's good, Dad?" I said, "In a couple of months, 
you're going to be thought of a whole lot better when you're gone than you are when you're here. <laughs> I said, shit, Dad, when I die, I'm going to have like eight friends now. I'll be really stepping up in I cotton for what I got now. Yeah, he's, 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 he was a good man. But it has. I've missed him a lot with you guys being here because it's his friends and his oh, people, yeah. and it's yeah. been a whole lot different there. Yeah, But it, it is what it is. You can't do nothing about it. It was his time. Yep, it was. He had a good time, too. So uh, what's your plans for this waterfowl season? How, when are, you, are you coming up here in the end of November? I'm working on a group right now. Because Lee told me he'd come with you. Oh, he's, he wants to come. Yeah, he yeah. told me that. He's coming to Oklahoma also. Yeah, he told me that. He said, yeah. I said, he said, I'm coming in November. I said, no, I said, I'm trying to get Steve to come in November. I said, the end of November. For everybody else listening, I have some dates. Right. The Monday and Tuesday. I had a group from Louisiana that came every year, and they t- came Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And this hurricane has wiped out all them people, yeah. good people. Who was? Who were the two guys? Lee and I were up here last year. Lee Overstreet, by the way, from Granbury, Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, be sure incriminate him. Uh, anyway, what if we, he's not supposed to be here? Oh, he's 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 here. He's cool. Uh, we went, and John Robertson was here. Yeah, and had his son. Yeah, we played poker that night, and John won some money. Yeah, and we went over to that lake, pond, pond, and ran those geese out. Yep. And there was two guys here from the Houston area that were retired. Out of the yeah. petrochemical industry. Uh, oh, the two old guys. Yeah. Yes. You know, I have not heard from him. I need to call and check on him because he books every year with me. Call him. Yeah, he, I, he'll, he'll want to go. I didn't make him. sure he's still alive. I've, I've got his phone number. I'd have to find it. But see if they'll come up here that Oh, weekend. I know he will. He's up. Because he told me last year, he said, when y'all. Yeah, he enjoyed hunting with you, he told me. He yeah, said, and, and he, he, he also talked about he hunted with the guys from. From uh, dive bomb in Oklahoma when they had that. Yes, big, yes, the year before. Yeah, talking yeah. about riding out in that whatever sharp. That, the sharp that whatever that yes. was. Yes, he was really impressed. Very, very, really a nice guy. I really down to earth people. Yeah, that's your kind of guy. He told me come in. He said, "I tell you what, he goes, that Steve Barber is big assholes. Everybody says he's, he's a nice guy." <laughs> I don't, I can't. I can't. You know what? Usually I've heard from him now. I'm going to call and check make sure he's alive. Because he told me last year, he said, when they come back again, I'd like to come. And I said, okay, I'll let you know. I need I'll, to let him know. I'll have to find his I've got to look up his name on the calendar in a minute. Yeah, but they'd be two, two good guys. Yeah, he'd like come. to go. Anyways, I've got an opening. Those the, the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I have an opening. And the December 1st and 2nd, that next Monday and Tuesday, I have an opening. The corona and the hurricane has cost me some regular customers that just can't. Things going on. And my prayers for the poor people in New Orleans. Now they're fixing to have another hurricane. Tonight. Just freaking rain is so, so, it's so needed. But boy, when you get too much of it, it's going to be too much. See, that's the, you're asking, that's the Monday after Thanksgiving. I have, no, I have the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving open. And I have the Monday and Tuesday after Thanksgiving open. Okay, that's the 30th. And both are great dates. 30th 30th and 1st. And the 1st. And the 23rd and 21st, 4th of November. Well, we'll put together a group of at least six. For which one? The 30th and the 1st. 30th and the 1st, okay. And I may even get Craig to come. Well, oh, shit. well, you don't have to do that to us. <laughs> yeah, keep him in East Texas. Yeah, let him stay down there. Anyway. <laughs> he drove through my town today and was criticizing our roads. Why we don't have a code enforcement officer. Listen to this. Weeds in people's yards. My ha- my house is very well maintained. We have a beautiful yard. We have a, be- a beautiful home. It's not a fancy home. It's a, it's a nice, nice, nice home. It's going to be completely redone. But it's an older home. It was built in the 1950s. Well, when we moved here 25 years ago, 
our house was surrounded by older people and older people who took care of their things. Well, over a 25-year period in a small town, old people die and either their family rents it out to somebody or it sits and goes to waste. So my neighborhood has got some houses that are not so nice. Your brother stopped, talked to a guy down the street from me whose house has needed a roof on it for 20 years, and the wind's blown almost all the shingles off of it. And Steve, Craig asked him, he goes, uh, what's that? What, when, when's the last time your roof leaked on you? Last time it rained. <laughs> That's why your brother stopped at some poor fucking bum sitting in his yard. Can't take you barbers anywhere. <laughs> I mean, well, it's it's uh, you see this kind of thing all over America, and we were talking about it. The government has gotten so big, you can't direct any money. It takes there's so much red tape and so many restrictions. If if Knox County or Knox City, Texas, was awarded a million dollars for street restorations and public building restorations or whatever, by the time it got here, when everybody else got their freaking hands on it. You might have $100,000. Well, let's just say, just for argument's sake, because I've been on that deal. I was a mayor for a long time, so I know this. But let's say they gave us a million dollars flat out to fix the streets. Right. Whose streets do you fix? Because it's going to cost $5 million plus million to redo every street in Knox City yeah. to make it look like Highland Park streets. Yeah. Which streets are you going to do with that million dollars? You're only going to do 20% of the town. I understand. So who are you going to piss off? And, and the other thing is... You get raped on these quotes that people give you because they know it's government money and they're going to take advantage of it. Well, there, there's other contractors out there. It's not that it's just you can't afford concrete and stuff's expensive. Right. And you can't do streets like you could do in 1960s. No. And now here's the way to look at it, too. If we went out and did a bond election for $5 million to fix all the streets in town and we passed that bond, it may be like, God almighty, blah, blah. Well, in 10 years, it's going to cost $17 million to fix all the streets, probably. But you, small towns, we just don't, we don't have the revenue. Yeah. Sales taxes are down. And that's why we live in a small town. It's, the cost of living is different, but you get acclimated to what you have. A bumpy road don't bother me no more. Yeah. Well, you go to New York City, and we were up there June of 19. Mm-hmm. Youngest grandson turned... 15 and his grandmother told him told Jacob Gunner and Nicholas whenever you turn 15 we'll take you to any place in the continental United States you want to go Jacob wanted to go to New York City because he was born on 9-11 two years before it actually happened uh, but he wanted to go see the Freedom Tower and see his cousins and Gunner wanted to go to San Francisco which is a total disaster even back then it was and then uh, Nicholas wanted to go to New York City, and uh, you getting a taxi up there or an Uber? Uh, you better put a seatbelt on because it's like it's like you're in, on a roller coaster. Everybody's been paid off, and the that's the poorest run city. New York City. It's awful. The way I would rather live in Knox City than New York City. Yeah, it is awful what's happened up there with the streets, with the defunding the police, but. That's your left-wing wackos, and I can't believe anybody in this country that's got any kind of sense at all would vote for somebody like Joe Biden and look at the look at the tax increases and the government takeovers, da 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 da, and all this stuff. Donald Trump's the only guy out there that's fighting for the common guy. That's right. They're uneducated. It's a problem. Right. Do you do you uh, 
Do you remember when you went to Frisco? What was that? Four years ago. And you wore your Stanfield hunting or your Trump shirt while you were there. I can't remember which one of it wore. And you got in an argument with the fucking homeless guy in the wheelchair. Oh, that was in New York City. I thought that was in San Francisco. No. I had on a Trump hat, and he said, what do you got? He said, he's a, he said, he's a thief. He's a thug. He's going to ruin the whole world. And that night, I saw him at the local liquor store. That guy? Yeah. Did you talk to him again? No. He said, I see you still got the Trump hat on. He had, he had a sign Stuck on a piece of wood on top of his bicycle that said, fuck Trump. And I thought, I walked up to him and I said, what's up with this? He said, you're just looking for a fight. I said, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? He said, oh, he's, he's going to ruin the world. And then we were on a cruise last October and there was a little bitty short guy from New York City had a New York Yankee hat. Oh, fuck. And I was with a buddy of mine and... He was like a pit bulldog. He's, every time he'd see me having a Trump hat on, he'd strike, buddy. Here he'd come. We were on that cruise for 10 days, and he must have jumped on me 10 or 12 times. What was his problem? He just kept talking about what a great city it was and how the— New York City. Yeah, and, and Trump was an idiot and how the, the next election, the uh, Democrats were going to win back the— uh, What'd you say to him? Congress and the Senate, and I said, oh, we just kind of blew him off and said— what do you what do you what are you basing all this on? Oh, da, 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 da. And we just just kind of blew him off. But those those ignorant people, and there's a bunch of ignorant people in this world. Of course, a bunch of people call me ignorant. But hey, there's a little story behind that. I don't care. You know, I always <laughs> worry when I see those people in town the, the, or the older people on video. They get wally locked by some freaking young black kid because you're starting to see that a lot now. White people getting just, just beat the fuck out of. Yeah. And it's, it's a racist deal is what it is. But anyways, I always think about you and your Trump shit being somewhere and somebody just coming up and cold cocking your ass. And that well, makes me mad thinking about someone doing you that way. Well, it a happens. Lot, a lot of people are scared to voice their opinion. Until, they, until uh, that election. Gets until they're elected. And I saw today where Biden is uh, lawyered up because... Hillary Clinton told him not to succeed on anything. Right. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Two 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 examples. The Bush family, the old man was cool. But the rest of them were a bunch of idiots. You don't think he was crooked too? He was the head of the CIA. Well but I think he's I think his loyalty and his patriotism to the to the United States was much stronger and well, he served. real than the rest of his family. And his wife was cool. Yeah. And then who's the guy at Starbucks, Howard? Uh, I don't know who that fucker Schultz? is. Schultz. Schultz. Well, he's going to vote for Joe Biden. Well, he, he's an idiot. He's got his millions. And, and one, of our, one of our acquaintances or friends that used to come out here, Chris Allen, does, <laughs> does, has got a freight company, and he, does, he hauls stuff for Mark Cuban and the Mavericks. And I, I talked to Chris a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I'm kind of disappointed in your buddy, Mark Cuban. He said, "See, he's going to vote for Biden." Who is Mark Cuban? Cuban? Oh fuck yeah, he is. He's a fucking jealous billionaire. Anyway, he says he's got so much money they can tax him to the hilt. Yeah. And he said he's an elitist, and it won't, it won't ever. He'll never. So is Chris it. a Trump guy? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I thought you were fixing to tell me he no, was voting no, for Biden. No, 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 no. Chris, Chris is. Uh, a, a strange guy, but Chris is married and been been humbled, and he's got two kids now. Uh, and I talk to Chris occasionally. Well, the, 
anybody that has a family right. that believes in God, right. that owns a business, right. has a job, right. believes in America, is an idiot if they vote for a Democrat right now. Exactly. Bottom line. This ain't the Bill Clinton Democrats. No, this is, look at what's happening in these cities. Well, your parents were Democrats, weren't they? My mother used to laugh. Uh, I didn't know this till uh, my daddy voted for H, George H. Bush. Mm-hmm. And he termed himself as an independent. Well, I didn't know till after the fact that uh, he voted for Bill Clinton. And my mother would just laugh and say, I X'd out his vote because I voted for the other person. <laughs> but he was, I, I don't know. A lot of people were Democrats, though, when John F. Kennedy was here. Well, John F. Kennedy was not a bad, he was not a bad politician. He was the best president we've had since probably Donald Trump right. when it came to doing stuff for America. Right. And if it wouldn't have been for voter fraud, John F. Kennedy would have never been president of the United States. Mm. The state of Texas. And LBJ was as crooked as yes. the day is long. <laughs> that's, that's probably where a lot of this shit first started. Right. LBJ? Yes. Yeah. A lot of this shit really went to shits with the buying the vote for the minorities to what we're seeing today was yeah. present day. The war machine was because of LBJ. I saw... Uh, uh, and I will be fact-checked on that because I am on everything we talk about on here, and I do not know all the facts on that. But my opinion is LBJ, if you go back in history, the war machine really kicked off with Vietnam and LBJ. Yeah. Well, I listened to one of the ex-commissioners of New York City talk the other day. He was commissioner when Giuliani was mayor. Mm -hmm. And he said, these black athletes are ignorant. The American people are ignorant about BLM. Oh, they yes. They don't know what it stands for. That's the, We had the same thing going in the late 60s and early 70s. And he said, they ought to step up. It's not all about black people. No. And he said... These million-dollar athletes don't have a clue what they're talking about. And that's why their ratings are so down. Because everybody's tired of their BS. You know Do you saying? remember, you were, you were born in 50. 1950. So you were, you were almost 20, I guess. Do you remember the, the civil rights movement and all that stuff? Do you remember the tension? Is it worse today? Was it worse back then? Oh, I think it's much worse now. You think it is? Yeah, and it's it's more violent. I mean, it's you know, it, people are killing people, and you know, Martin Luther King was. Uh, I'm not I'm not a historian or didn't really follow that stuff, but you know, he did he could, he probably did a lot of good for the black people. Martin Luther King, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say so. And 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 the the black leaders today, Jesse Jackson, ain't never worked a day in his life. No. And he's lived off somebody else's pocketbook. Like Al Sharpton. Yeah. Well, I they mean, said, uh, didn't Jesse Jackson, when Martin Luther King was killed, go and he rubbed his hands in Martin Luther King's blood and put it on his shirt? Yes. He wasn't even around and when said, Martin Luther King got shot. And he was somewhere else and, and ran over. And said, Dr. King told me to take his cause and move with it. Yeah. And Jesse Jackson's a fucking but fraud. I, I, I mean, I know, it's, like, I know it's way more violent he, now. He's but. like Oprah Winfrey. She's a freaking fraud, but she's a rich fraud. Yeah, she had a talent, and they they she capped off of it, but she's forgotten where she's come from. Exactly, and, and, and so many people do. You know, it's it's like the white privilege, the black the the white privilege, black privilege. I'm going to call it. It's the rich privilege. Sure. LeBron James's kids, they're not living in the same world those kids in the ghettos no. live in. No, I mean, they've got security guards. But, they do everything with you. But, but you know what? Okay. That that that's right because their daddy had that a money. talent. And he didn't, he didn't blow it like a lot of guys right. did. Made money, and he's deserved everything he's got money-wise. That's right. But don't act like 
it's a white privilege thing. Your kids are growing up with rich privilege. Your kids are having more than my kids ever did. Sure. And his kids are raised with 99% more than most any white kid will ever have. That's exactly right. It's a privilege. And good for you, them because yeah. right. their daddy made the money. Yep, that's right. But they, they forget about that shit all the time. That's right. They want to they wanna be homeboys and all that kind of stuff. I had a, I had a next-door neighbor that was a, a contractor that did conveyor systems in airports. And he said he couldn't get the contracts that he was trying to get. And a buddy of him said, get you a black man as your partner, and you'll be covered up. And he went and found a Harvard-educated lawyer, black man, that had a regular job working for a law firm, and partnered up with him. And they were covered up. Minority contracts. Yeah, and he said... He was cool. He was a good guy, hard worker. And he said, until all his buddies showed up. And he, he said, he, you thought he, he treated me like I, I wasn't part of the business. Because, that crazy? Yeah, it's just crazy. But it, it's, you know, you got to watch what you say. Uh, of course, I'm from that generation when integration was started in 1968. And they didn't want it any more than we did. No, that's right. They still... We're going to see a reversal of a bunch of that stuff over the next couple of years, I think, because – hold on, hold on, just a minute. Andy's looking at me like I'm on drugs or something. I think you're going to start seeing people start going with the people they're comfortable to be around sure. and not worrying them as much about trying to be worldly right. and to go back to who they are. I think we've got too many people that are trying to be inclusive on everything all the time, and it's not working. Poor people want to hang out with poor people. Hmm. They do. Poor people want to be around people they're comfortable with. Rich people want to hang out with rich people. Well, now that is true. And but I don't know about poor people. Poor poor people are more comfortable being around people in their own economic backgrounds and everything else. Just like schools. You want your skit, your kids to go to school with people that you're around that you're alike with. Yeah. You know, you don't want your kid to go to school and not have nothing and be around a bunch of rich, funky, punk-ass kids right. that look down on them. Yeah. Is Knox City, are they going to school? Well, yeah, yeah, we've been going to school since day one. Well, I mean, y'all didn't, y'all didn't. No. You're not doing anything virtual or anything like no. that? No. Well, I know Granberry's, Granberry's doing the same thing, and uh, the president of the school board goes to my church, and he said they've inquired, they've incurred a lot of expense with all the mask and the I'm sure that's true. Oh yeah. sure. We were talking uh just the uh oh we got some special machine to clean all the rooms. That's a lot of money. The the damn thermometers. Right. The touches, How much are those things? They're not cheap. I don't know. Check, check temperature head. when they come in. Yeah. Hundred bucks probably? I don't know if they're that much, but you gotta buy a lot of them. Yeah. Are they still got to be that? on all the buses. They got to be on all campuses. And are they still doing that at Windstar? Yes. Take your temperature, Take your temperature? and they give you a mask if you don't have one. Right. My my temperature runs low all the time, yeah. like ninety seven point four some shit. The fuck I'm dying. Well, Kathy and I were up there. Uh, I don't know. Back in July, I guess. I visited your money last time I went. You visited my money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we were going in the casino, and they'd taken our. It was one afternoon. We were up there for a couple of days. Played golf one day, and and uh, she gambled, and I gambled a little bit. But went in one day, and this there was a gal sitting at the bar, and she didn't have a mask on. And obviously, she was waiting on somebody. 
and I was. If waiting. you're drinking, you don't have to have a mask. Well, she wasn't even drinking. Oh. She was just sitting there. And I, there's a guy there that's got it. Steve not minding his own business is coming up, Andy. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and she, I keep looking at her. She ain't got a mask on. Finally, I walk over to the guy that's with the thermometer, and I said, is this brought over here special? He said, what are you talking about? And I said, I've been standing here 15 minutes waiting on somebody. She ain't got a mask on. He said, what's this? He went over, and he said, please put it on. Why are you being a prick? Well, if I'm wearing a mask, she's got to wear a mask. You weren't worried about her wearing a mask. It was because you had to wear a mask, though. You dickhead. That's, that's what I just said. And anyway, she put it on, and then. She give you the old finger? No. And then her cell phone rang, and she pulls one side off, and it's dangling. And I walk back over to my buddy, and I say, tell you, is this a new way to wear a mask? <laughs> <laughs> he, he went back and made her put it on again and he told her she could talk through a mask on that cell phone but see if you're drinking you don't have to wear a mask I which is drinking. crazy I but, I know, but she would have been but still it's stupid it is stupid what an asshole you went back over the head <laughs> is that a new way to wear a mask Tony Tony was sitting across, <laughs> from, across from me and Harry one time and Security guard lady was coming. I always wear a gator. You just pull up. So if I didn't wear the mask, you just pull that gator up. I see. And I have mine half on, half off all the time anyways. And we're sitting there talking. And I see security guard. And Tony's got his down real low. I told Harry, go watch this. I go, ma'am, ma'am. Yes, sir. I go, that guy right there is not wearing his mask. And he hasn't the whole time. Well, Tony's eyes got all big and shit. She made him put his mask on. It's like, you fucking asshole. Uh what a world we're living in did right you, now. Did you have to get, uh, did they take your temperature through your anus? Or did no, they do it that way? No. You didn't fall for that again, huh? No, no. They shut you on the forehead. <laughs> did, uh, That's fo- after they check your anus. Yeah. They shoot you on yeah. the forehead. <laughs> football games, this is, some, this is Monday we're doing this. So football was yesterday. Um, I, I noticed on my Facebook, I haven't seen the ratings. I haven't seen any ratings come out I'll yesterday. I'll try to look it up right quick. But... My Facebook, I can usually get a pretty good idea what's going on in the world. I, I can't get it on the election because right. 99% of my 5,000 friends are fucking Trump people anyways. Right. But I didn't see hardly anything about the football game. Usually when the Cowboys are playing, it's play-by-play of shit's going on. It's all down the deal. As a fumble, that was this, that was this the whole time. Nothing at all. So I'm saying the ratings are way, way down on football. I think I think Andy said this morning that no, that was for the uh, the opener was 16 percent down. Okay. The Thursday night game, Kansas City and Houston was down 16 percent from last last well, year's opener. I can tell you from a personal experience with the people that I run with, they didn't watch the game. They don't care, right? No, but what I'm saying is usually I can tell by my there was hardly anything on there. Right. So I'm saying that a big portion of people that are big football fans either watched it and didn't make any comments at all or they were not watching yeah. the game. Well, see, I, I I could care less about the NFL because they have they have done such a poor job on this. Are they horrible? On this kneeling and all this patriot. It's, it's awful what they've done. But somebody said this morning only one cowboy knelt. And I read an article. It said uh, – Every Redskin no, it stood up. It said, sole NFL player, sole Dallas Cowboy defies owner's wishes on kneeling. So I'm guessing Jerry Jones had to speak with them, had well, to talk with them before. He told them that he, he appreciated their concern on social injustice. His thoughts and feelings are they should stand and be respectful for the flag. Right. And for the soldiers and for what it stands for. Right. But he understands 
and they have the right to do what they want to do. But I'm telling you right now, we represent different people than a lot of football teams do. Well, sure we do. And they only had one guy. The Redskins, I don't think anyone, or the football club, or the, I'm going to call them the Redskins till I die, they had they didn't have anybody that stood. Yeah. I mean, that, st- that they all stood. So my thing is, did the NFL make a whole bunch of big woogadoo over something that really didn't even, they didn't even need to do? This says here, this is on Deadline.com. Sunday Night Football sees debut ratings fall from 2019 as L.A. Rams score hometown victory win over the Cowboys. In the article, it said, uh, in numbers certain to change, that's a fall of 28% in key demographics and a hard decline of 23% in eyeballs that's, uh, from early September 2019. That's, that's huge. And if it's not about the flag, then why don't they do it during the coin flip? Or something else. It is about the flag. That's all it is. And it's a it's a horrible look for the NFL. The NFL has not done them any, any favors at all. And it's it's cost them. And twenty if they lose twenty eight let's just say by the end of the year they're up to they've only lost fifteen percent. That's a bunch of that's a bunch of coins to go out the door. Sure it is. Especially when you're already not getting to play with fans in your stands. Right. So well I, I mean but this, anyway, this on here it says NFL kickoff down double digits from 2019 opener. There's a bunch of articles that say that. One guy I, I saw some dumbass was arguing on the radio and said, "Well, you got to also remember too when the NFL usually plays off, they're not playing NHL and they're not playing NBA. Right? Like that's really going to affect fucking bat- football ratings. Well, most like I was my point I was trying to make was uh, I've heard numerous people that I talk to or see on a daily or weekly basis, they said, you know, I'd, professional sports being gone really hadn't affected me. No, and football, like the game last night, would have been all that everybody been talking about at breakfast here. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what – and Dish out here not having NBC, but the pandemic also kind of did that because people got used to going without, and then, you know, the NFL does what they do, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, well, you know the only six months without it. I'm fine. You know, the only, and I I may be wrong, but the only sport I've seen, professional sport, that hadn't jumped into this waylay stuff is the NHL. No, you're wrong. No, they're wrong. They did the same shit. They did. Oh, did they? Yep. They're doing the same thing everybody else has done. A bunch of hockey players now. What what was the the numbers you gave the other day on Rob Lowe's movie? Or was it Rob Lowe's show? Yeah, uh, I can't remember what show it was, but he was talking, uh, he was on a show back in the 80s, and it was a flop. Terrible. Got canceled first second season and it had twice because we were talking about not many people watching tv anymore rob lowe's show back in the 80s was a flop and it had more 16 million people i think it had 16 million people watching it and now ncis has about 9 million and it's the number one show on cable oh ncis yeah that's a good show well but what he's saying was that by the standards of the 80s it would have gotten canceled the first year Oh, yeah. Nobody's watching, but that's all we had. But Rob Lowe's show with 16 million people, or whatever it was, I think it was 16 million, was a disaster. Nobody tuned in. And now NCIS with 9 million is top dog. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, so everything's changing. So oh, yeah, it's changing. Steve, what's your thoughts on uh, today the news broke that Donald Trump has agreed to have a four-hour debate with Joe Biden as Joe Rogan as the as the moderator. He probably doesn't know who Joe Rogan is. Joe Rogan's got a podcast like us, except with about 300 million people a month listen to it. Yeah, Joe Rogan is, I I, I know the name. He's in I'm, Austin now. 
don't know really know anything but, about him. But uh, four hours. Four hours. Could you imagine Biden in four hours? <laughs> four hour debate. Because because Joe Rogan does a long form. He'll do three or four hours with his guests. Just have a conversation with him. And he said the way that I would do it is I would have one. <clears throat> I would have one in here. I'd have one in one chair, one in the other. We'd have me and cameras, and that's it. And we would talk for about four hours. Trump said, "Let's do it." Well, that that that's probably that's probably the best way to do it, and probably that would show all these Democrats are holding Biden up. Yeah. Oh, he would be fucked. He couldn't. Oh, do he, can, he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't last for thirty minutes. But that's the argument. Like it's twenty twenty. Like I can understand when you know your bandwidth was limited back in the sure. in the sixties when television was coming out, and you know you had to do it a certain way. You had to get your commercials in. But now with podcasts and long form discussions, like there's no reason to have yeah. an hour and a half debate with twenty minutes of it being commercials. Like, why do we have to? Why do we have to crunch it in? This is the this is the most yeah. important office in the land, and we're gonna we're gonna constrain their time limits. They don't have. There's no way they can do four hours worth of talking though. Not with Joe Biden. Joe no. Biden will get. I mean, I told Steve today. If he hauls off and hits Donald Trump, oh, he I must be see TV. And I wouldn't just, be surprised. And then the next day he'll just be like, "I'm I'm just crazy old fucking guy. What do you What do you want from me?" Well, he's got a he's got a sickness that a pill won't. No, he's. Won't, I feel sorry and, for the and, guy. And he's he is sick. He's got probably got dementia. He needs to be in a nursing home playing dominoes. Hey, speaking of a pill, something that a pill can't fix. Did you know that a penis pump? They actually put something in your penis, and you pump it up. Daryl was telling us about this in the office. No, how do you know Steve don't have one? Well, if you do, you did. have a penis pump, Steve? Would you get one? No. I thought it was like I thought a penis pump was like something you stick your pecker in and then like pump it up, pump it up like a like a football. This thing is like in your surgically inside your penis, and you I'm, have a little <laughs> button that you push. Would you get a penis pump, Steve? I did. I did Makes I, it girthier, no, Daryl said. No, 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 no. <laughs> That makes it what? No, no, it doesn't either. <laughs> Handful. No, that makes it just stand up. Oh. Puts air in it. The new thing, they've got a penis enlarger coming out where you get yeah. a surgery. It'll, it'll, you get a penis enhancement. Yeah. And, and that <laughs> makes that makes your penis girthier. girthier. So you might be two inches long, but you're as wide as a tuna can. It's he said it's the new uh it's the new plastic surgery for men. Getting your dick job. Now what my the question fuck kind is, of plastic is he selling that he knows all this shit? Yeah, because I mean, he's he's talking about his clients. He's got a semen cup that he makes and all sorts of shit. I don't know what Daryl's into, but some kinky stuff. It sounds like. No, I, I helped shit. a guy. I helped a guy on a semen cup that that they sold. <laughs> that they take they take samples and yeah. I don't know what they do with it, but it's got to be made out of a. It's made out of an FDA approved polypropylene. Did you hold the cup or the dick? So, Did you test this or at yeah. all? Like how the semen falls into the cup? No, they tested it. I didn't. I oh. made. I sold the plastic to the guy that made the cup. What's the okay? So you're in the plastic business. What's the craziest thing that they've told you we're making? We're about to make your plastic into those asshole pacifiers, butt plugs. I sold. A, I used to sell a, a homopolymer to a uh, Austin company. That you could you could buy dildos. They told you we're making dildos. Well, I don't even remember the name of the company because it's been two or three. Did years you ever get ago. take any home? <laughs> All I did was sold the material that they put them in. Don't get defensive, Stephen. 
and then they made they made all kinds of artificial stuff for women and it's it's big big business and those things are i'll find out the 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 uh website and, and y'all can look <laughs> y'all can look at it. adam and eve no i don't i don't remember I no mean, sex it, dolls or anything like that but the semen cup, like it's just it, it kind, goes of, to a a medical medical kind of floored me. It's, it goes, it goes to the hospital. Yeah, that's a medical. Well, cup. I understand that, but when, I he, sell. when he said that, and then he said he's also making a plastic that's going to be the uh, the penis girth. They and take, I don't know. I'll have to ask. They you about take that. your dick, they cut it open, <laughs> and they put this some bitch in there, and they make it wider and thicker. And I don't know what happens when you don't have an erection with that thing. Like, I you uh, just have like a. You walk around with a big fucking roll of plastic. I made there. a uh, terrible. I make I sell material to a, a customer that he makes a for pet. What's the pet stores? Uh, pet PetSmart. PetSmart or Petco. It's a it probably sells them to both of them, but it's a yellow piece of polyethylene that's got a urine scent in it, and you put it out in your backyard, and your dog goes to that area and pees every time. It's a pretty good idea. Yeah, but that seems lazy. Like, I don't understand. It ta- it's not hard to housebreak a dog. The, the penis thing, I don't get that because I don't know a man in the world that is really worried about anybody getting off other than himself. What are you talking about? I don't know why a man would want a bigger pecker to make somebody else happier. Usually most guys are just worried about themselves. Do you worry about yourself in the sack, Steve, or your partner? I'm not. <laughs> who would who what? wouldn't want a bigger Johnson though? Where, where, I wouldn't. Do you want to go get your dick cut? And that I'm not saying up I'm there? not. I'm not saying no, that that, that I, sounds I, like a horrible thing to do. But I mean, what guys like? Yeah, you know what? A little bit of extra width and a couple uh, half a, half inch or let's, so, uh, let's, two inches. Let's, that would hurt too much though. Don't that hurt you, Steve? Let's talk. Steve's about trying it. to get out of this. Let's talk about a little bit of hunting and wrap this up. Listen, we're not talking about. We're hunting talking today. about your profession. You're the you're, you're in the plastic plastics. business. This I is don't what know. you do. I'll have to I'll have to ask Daryl because I don't know who Daryl's customers are. Steve Barber, if you're into cocks and balls, he can help you out <laughs> on this plastic. <laughs> I don't know. The, for whatever Bo, reason, to, whatever reason, the semen the semen cup. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I guess. Well, when just, you think about selling plastic, like that's not the first thing that jumps out to your. No, but that's just a, there's some test or something that, well, it's like a peacup. That's made out of plastic. I know. Yeah, you know, when you get, when you go in and, you know, you get stool samples and you put them in a, <laughs> in a plastic cup. I just, Sounds I like just didn't, deal. I just didn't think about it. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a guy told me yesterday morning before I left Granberry, I went up to get two bags of ice and the ice machines or refrigerators were locked and one of the girls hollered at him. And little short, stocky guy, and he runs out and unlocks it. And I said, good morning. How are you today? And he said, boy, if I had a tail, I'd wag it. <laughs> you know, uh, the semen deal, though, that cup is insulated or something. It keeps the That's semen alive longer. And it was oxygen. I, I don't know much about sperm, but I think when oxygen gets to it, it changes something on it. Is that true, Steve? I don't have any idea. You're not much on semen either. No, I'm, not, I'm not a semen. Expert. But he did. He said he said it's insulated and it's got some other modifications that keep it active longer. That way they can get it to the See, clinic and test it. I don't know who he's. I don't know who he's doing that with. I know he used to make a. He used to make a uh, eyeball cover for dead people, and the, and they still use them. They when they take you under, they put this. <clears throat> cover on your eyeball and it's got little prickly uh, toothpick looking deals that are real short and then they wrap the eyelid over it and release it and it keeps your eyes closed. Ah. 
See little things like that in the plastic. We just don't even realize. Yeah, that's just polypropylene. It's nothing. It doesn't have to be FDA approved because they can't get <laughs> they can't get sick. If they get from an it. infection, it's not no. a big deal. No. Well, you, you are a legend in the waterfowl business. I mean, <laughs> you look at this. You owned a you owned a decoy company once. You turned Phil Robertson's first call. You've blessed us with many times being here. You gave me some stolen decoys from my office. <laughs> from my family. Yeah, your own family <laughs> called you out on that shit. That's bad. Anyway, I see uh, those duckheads up there. You remember we used to make those things? Uh-huh. Those were yours. Those That's were why they're fun. there. Yeah. Do you miss? Do you want to get in the decoy business again or anything? Uh, it's a competitive market. Is uh, Always I, has been, I bet, though. I th- are those pretty good decoys, you think? You just have to use them. Uh, Bob Leg, who's here, uh, Bruce and I, my brother, got we got we had, Craig. Well, yeah, but my brother Bruce and I had the okay. decoy business, and uh, this old timer that's with me out here, he's he's gotten back in the. He's the same age as you are. No, he's not. Bob's seventy-seven. Oh, he's lux- he's older than you. Yeah, he's older. seven years older than me. What was he doing hanging out with you in high school when you was getting drunk and having wrecks? Oh, I was I was his friend. I was I, I was grown and married, had a oh. daughter. You've never seen me drunk, Steve. I have too. That was that was almost a catastrophe. What you you're very around. lucky. You what weren't you in the office. Oh, I, no, had a, I missed it. I had a I was played golf one day and I was divorced and had my daughter and I had drank beer at the golf course. All we we had a group that played golf and. Uh, had a lot of had a lot of fun, but also drank a lot of beer. Uh-huh. And I had her that weekend, and I was driving a three quarter ton pickup, and not proud of it, and uh, was going but to my house, and it was right at dusk, and there had been a wreck on the highway, and I ran into a wreck in the middle Ooh. of the highway, and Ooh. Brandy hit the uh, windshield, and it gouged me with the shifter on the inside of my leg and a guy stopped that I knew behind me and I said get me out of here I'm drunk and my daughter scared my daughter so we went to Bob Legg's house and knocked on the door and I said let me in the house that I told him what had happened I said don't if my daddy calls or anybody calls because they listen to a police counter all the time Mm -hmm. and and they thought my Hispanic guy that ran my shop had my truck and he wrecked it but I hid out. So your dad never knew? Not not until later. Uh, but I hid out from him. Hid out from the police. And I called my lawyer buddy, and he said, you did what? And I said, Dwight, I was had had too much to drink. I wasn't drunk. I'd had too much to drink. Right. There's a difference. What yeah, is that? We, we see that outside. What, what's <laughs> the difference? When you're stumbling and can't stand up, you're drunk. Or, okay. or if you fall off the tailgate. Just sit <laughs> or there. if you fall yeah. off the tailgate. If you've had too much to drink, you're lightheaded, and you, but you can't really walk straight. But if you blew, you'd, you would uh, yeah. you'd test. Yeah. And I we hit out in the back of my house at about 12 o'clock that night. Didn't go to the door, didn't go to the door, and they finally left the police looking for me. Yeah. Well, they co- they showed up the next morning and they said, "Where'd you? You left the scene of an accident." I said, "Yeah, I did. I sure did. I, my daughter was scared to death, and I wanted to get her out of there." Right? Had you been drinking? And I said, "Do I look like a, <laughs> a person that would drink <laughs> with my daughter in the car?" With my daughter in the car. Anyway, I got out of it, I and ask, it's not. Ask him how Pamela handled it. 
and my my lovely ex didn't think that was too and it was it was not very responsible right did you realize when she was chewing on your ass then you were wrong or did you no i i, I wouldn't take a while no i knew i was wrong yeah and my, my dad got all over that's the too. hardest thing to do and i'm telling you what as a parent of grown kids yep. to get on to if, if that happened i'd be on their ass too yep. and you don't want to have to get on your grown kid but sometimes that's what it takes i i was wrong yeah and then you almost died yeah, I had a bad blood blood clot in my leg. They just From ser- the shifter? Yeah, it did serve me that Sunday afternoon. That was on a Saturday. Didn't, I called my uh, surgeon buddy, and he said, get to the hospital. I'll be there in 15 minutes. And let me tell you another story about Steve. Steve's been shot in the face. Oh, yeah, I know that. You got yeah. peppered. No, he didn't get fucking uh, peppered. peppered. He got, I got shot. shot. Yeah, I got I, I had about, about 20 yards with a 410. Yeah, I had probably, I had pellets all. 50 all to 100 had, pellets yeah, in his face. everywhere, all in my chest, my arms, my face. Now, let me tell you how drunk, stupid-ass Steve was when he was younger. <laughs> when he was at the hospital, they took him to the hospital. The preacher, a drunk preacher's son, shot him. I remember this. I, why do I feel like I remember this? I thought somebody else also got peppered. Craig, Craig was there. Craig was there, but he didn't get Y'all shot. Y'all were like skeet shooting, weren't yeah. you? Yes. And a kid like came out on a levee? Yeah. 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 And yeah. shot Steve. Anyways, they got to the hospital, and I guess it's a little one-horse town of a hospital. because no, it's pretty good hospital. Steve's in one room, and they would be working and pulling shit out of him. And then his buddy got shot off, and they'd go over and pull stuff to him. When they would go check his buddy, Steve would get up out of the deal, walk out in the parking lot and drink a beer or two, then come back in so they could operate on him some more. <laughs> That's some down-home country bullshit did, there. Did they not have deadening or anything? No. A uh, good friend of ours, nurse friend of ours. Now, he's a congressman, isn't he? It, he was. He's retired now. That's good. That'll keep him. His free. wife, he was with us. He was a state uh, mm-hmm. congressman. And he she was drunk. Wa- she walked. He wasn't. She walked in and said, Craig. Y'all get out of here. Y'all are drunk, and there's been a gunshot wound, and I've got to call the police, and they're, I've already called the police, and they're on the way. They'll arrest all y'all if y'all don't leave. Yeah. But last thing we did when we left, Bob Legg and I grabbed a, about a half case of beer. I mean, it was it was a hoot, buddy. <laughs> what a life. It was a hoot. You do stupid things during your lifetime. What's the dumbest thing you've done? Pr- pr- probably that. No, you've done one other two. Can't think of it. You left a truck running all night. Oh, I did that. Yeah, with the door open. With the door open. But so I was going to go back. <laughs> but, but, I for, but I forgot about it. I left her hanging. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> mm. Your wife's not going to listen to this one, is she? Anyway. Did she listen to the one about dad? I don't have any idea. You don't know that. She didn't. If you did, you'd know. Probably. Because you talked about all your Viagra stories. No, I didn't talk about it. You talked about somebody's Viagra stories, not mine. Anyway. You're gonna, you miss this, don't you, when you don't get to be on the podcast? Oh, I like, I like talking to you guys, but it always goes to the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> it, always, it always ends up in the gutter. You're my favorite 70-year-old person in the world. <laughs> well, thank you. You're, you're, how old are you, 50? 52. 52. I think Daryl's 52. I'm going to tell you something, Steve. It wasn't long ago that I was bullshitting with you in Dallas, Texas in a hunting show. It seems like it was yesterday. Uh, trying to get you to come hunting up here. How long has that been? Almost 30 years ago. I was 23, 24, 28 maybe years me, ago. Me and Craig, I mean me and, and Bruce. You and Bruce, and we sat and visited, and you bullshitted with us. It was me and you, and Jim Kern was sitting across from us, or I was next to Jim. And you I know, got to know, I've been friends with Jim since that day. I've been friends with y'all. 
and you're one of my best friends in the world. You come up here all the time, but that was almost 30 years ago. But I was like yesterday. Me and Tony didn't have a fucking clue about the hunting business yeah. in. Somebody told, a buddy of mine played golf with the other day said that uh, he played with a baseball pitcher named, he used to pitch for the Rangers named Jim Jeffcoat. He was a relief pitcher. And I remember that name. I don't remember much about him, though. I think of the name. I don't either, but he's, he's starting an online uh, hunting business. And he's supposed to give me his card. I'll get you all of that and see if, see if there's anything there for you. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know who that is. But it's been a long – I mean, but that just – it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Okay. I mean, it's, really, it's been a fast ride. Gosh, I'm mighty. But I'm telling you, you can sure tell the uh, – sure tell it's in the way you feel and, and uh, the way you do things when you're 30 years older. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed how nice the lodge green and stuff it is? You know, Tony, we had a full-time hand around here that took care of the yard, and we don't have that no more, and the yard looks ten times better than it ever yeah. has. Those guys worked their butt off out here yesterday. Yeah, they're good yeah, hands. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Those really two good. Hispanic kids. Well, you had to bring race into it. They just couldn't be kids. You're racist. I worry about you and this racism. No. There's an old-timer out here that works, and he got uh, he got on leave. He said he said a naughty word. Sure did. He's said, about your age, too. Said the Nancy word without the dot Nancy. Really? Canned, or he's on leave. Yeah, furloughed, whatever they call it. From where? From a place out here, I'm not going to say. We're not going to mention it. So. Okay. All right. All right, let's go hunting, guys. All right, thank you all for listening. Um been fun. We have any giveaways or anything going on right now? Nope. November, the weekend before Thanksgiving, I'm going to give away a hunt for that day. I'm going to give one guy. I've got a small group. I can add a guy. Tell him to give a guy away, and he's going to come up with the rules no, for the giveaway. Why? Nope. Because I've got enough shit on my plate with You giveaways. just can't come up with one giveaway of some nope. sort? Because I just did Logan and them. I still do. I've got Gundog every week. Uh, you can come up with the rules for this one there, God boss. Dang it, if you keep coming up with the, you keep putting shit on my plate. Hey, Gundog's a good publication. Yeah. Very good. Are publication? Talking, what are you talking about, Gundog? Uh, Gundog Outdoors. They sell uh, oh, okay. they sell hunting dog products. I'll show you some You'd of You'd like the stuff they have. Well, you would Gun, like it. Gundog is... Are they, a, still in, they still around? There's a magazine called Gundog. Yeah, they've had it for years. Very good. Yes. Yep. yes. No, this this is uh, Gundog Outdoors. Okay. They do, uh, Where are they out of? Uh, where he's in Washington, isn't he? Yes, we're gonna do a giveaway with Boss get Boss Shot Shells for the twenty third and twenty fourth. I'll come up. I'll talk to Brandon and come up with some. So we'll yeah. do a giveaway through Boss's site. Probably is what we'll do. Yeah. Well then, but yeah, <laughs> get I'll, it off me. <laughs> I'll sh- I'll show you. Uh, I'll show you some of their products. It's pretty okay. cool. They got a steak system and or a fat quick release stuff, and they got, they got a first aid kit. Yeah, I yeah. got a first aid kit in my truck. Not like this, you don't. Yeah, this okay. somebody. This is nice. Great guy, paramedic, fireman. Been there forever. Okay. Really good, good, good man. We're going to get his daughter on the podcast with us. She's a big hunter. I'll get John Robertson coming out with us that weekend. I'd like to have John He was on supposed his, to come. I would like to get John on to do his part. I mean, he's a cowboy paramedic. I mean, he was on the field when all this shit happens. Yeah. He was on the field the day the golf cart got away. Yeah, and he was there with a the guy from Seattle got, and you know, they had to, Yeah. and he came and he had to retire from football, and he came back two years later or a year later and thanked he and the other guy. Yeah, John's a good guy. Saving his, basically saving his life. What do you call him, big-headed John Roberts? Oh, he's big dog. Oh, big dog, that's yeah. what it is. If I had John Robertson's money, I'd burn mine. <laughs> you said about everybody. Well, I ain't got any money, so. You called Lee out today over his money in front <laughs> of everybody. That was wrong. <laughs> All right, we're going hunting. Enjoyed it. Be good, everybody.
to you. Thank you to all of our sponsors, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Foul Bandits, Gundog Outdoors, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industry, Boss Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, William and Chris Wines, 14 Cattle Company, and the motherfucking Ice Ripper, J2 Outdoors. Thank you, thank you. Go check out all of our great sponsors. Peace.